You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Welcome, everyone. Hi. Hi. Diane's here today. So you guys haven't met Diane. She's one of my friends in New Orleans, but I actually want her to introduce herself because the topic that we're talking about is I don't know enough about your background to speak intelligently about where you come from on this. So I'll give a little disclaimer. We're going to talk about Botox and cosmetics and things like that. Well, thanks for having me, Sheena. (laughs) I had a really good time tonight at the book launch. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, Well, my background is I've been in the beauty business for about 20 years, first in California and then the last decade here in New Orleans. Yeah. And I've been a rep uh, for many years for different brands. Okay. I know the brands that you've worked for. So first of all, why, what do you consider the beauty industry for you? The beauty industry is anything cosmetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can run over to other aspects and wellness, but mm-hmm. primarily it's anything cosmetic. Uh, I specifically focused eventually on medical mm-hmm. because I was interested more in medical because it had more credibility behind it. It was more science-based mm-hmm. versus cosmetics that you might see at... Like uh, creams and things like that, right, mostly. Yeah. Right. So you're more interested in like lasers and shit. Well, no, I love lasers. I think as you get, as you go further along in your career, mm-hmm. you seek to learn, hopefully. And so I kept plateauing. And so every time I moved to a new company, mm-hmm. it was simply because I wanted to challenge myself with learning. Uh-huh. And so that's how I ended up in lasers. But at the end of the day... Lasers are what they are, but at the end, I still love the beauty side, which is more of the skincare, Mm -hmm. the cosmetic side, because at the end, I'm still a female, Mm -hmm. and I love tactile things. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so... Wait, I'm going to take a sip of our margarita, by the way. So Diane's here, so we're um, drinking alcohol tonight. Um, of course, it Diane's is New Orleans. Like, you're, I love when you're around me and I love being around you, first of all, because you're just like such an amazing and beautiful and sweet and kind person. You are, we were talking about this earlier, like you're a girl's girl and in a way that's not annoying. It's just that it's um, comforting. Well, thank you. It's easy to be around you. Thank you. Well, in a lot of ways. I don't know if Misha would agree with you on that, but thank you. <laughs> Misha is Diane's husband and you guys have heard about Misha. Um, he's the bomb. He owns Esplanade Studios and is always mixing the podcast and makes them sound incredible. Thank you, Misha, for that and like huge ass upgrade. But um, but yeah, back to you. So you're awesome. First of all, we met at Pure Bar. Second of all, mm-hmm. um, probably like five years ago, mm-hmm. and I think that you actually had me. One of my first jobs in juicing was catering, like personally, was catering one of your parties at an aesthetics or doctor's office. Correct. Yeah. Right. I was trying to introduce to patients the concept of juicing versus alcohol because I was at a uh, device that specifically helped people contour their body. It's a very popular device in the U.S., And if you're coming to get treated for your body, I wanted them to connect the fact that it's really about how you take care of yourself, not about trying to find a device at the end of it all. To fix your problems. Right. You've got to get to the root. It's all about what's going on inside. Right. And I thought that was a way to introduce it. But of course... Did that make you a good rep or a bad rep? um, I think it made me a good rep, although people at the end 
at that time, five years ago in Metairie, did not care. Yeah. It was, we're too ahead of the game. Yeah. But that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, you, you're always going to be, if you're interested, hopefully you're going to be ahead of the curve. I don't want to be following a trend. I want to be starting the trend. Yeah. I feel so. the same way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and in a way that is like, why are we energetically moving towards this topic? Not so much like, um, you know, that I want to beat people to something, but I just feel like the energy is really high when something is new and I want to have information. Well, I'm interested in a lot of information myself, but also, um, as it pertains to my business and my life, Mm -hmm. it just becomes ever interesting to be on that cusp of, of what's new. And I think we're like, as humans, we're kind of programmed to ask about what's next. So that's kind of like what's propelled you to the next step and the next step and the next step of your career. Yes. And I think too, part of it is at the end, I'm a female and I'm a client. So I think that's what motivates me. I've never understood people who their jobs were not a direct reflection of who they were. I wondered how they went to work every day doing something so disconnected from who they were. And I've been spoiled to have a job that I, as myself, was just as interested or more so than my clients or those who I was working with. Yeah. And I think that's the same goes for you. Yeah. I don't, I never got up and dreaded my day. I love talking about what I did or have done. Yes. So um, for me, it it was, I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn for myself. I wanted to learn for my friends. And it was exciting. That's why everyone, including myself, still comes to you when we have random beauty questions and not because I know that you've, you know, potentially studied it from having represented it. It's because I know that you're so interested in this shit that like, you know how to look at the research, you know how to see like, you know, okay, this is going to be a fad. It's going to be over and it's not going to work. And you know how to see like, okay, this is actually going to be effective. Oh, Sheena, what are you talking about? This isn't new. We've been doing this for 15 or 20 years, i.e. microdermaplaning or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which we were just looking Mm -hmm. at today, which is like, Hello. Yes. Well, it's huge right now. Well, it's been around for a long time. It's just becoming more accessible to the general public. It's a word they know, like microneedling. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't even find microneedling five years ago except in Asia or Europe. And now it's on, you know, every spa or salon mm-hmm. has a, their version of microneedling. So, and it's how it works. Everything starts on the coast and moves inward or <laughs> moves to where we are. Yeah. So, <laughs> Lastly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, the South. So, Okay. The dermaplaning thing, mm-hmm. just because we just mentioned it, that is that literally just shaving your face? Um, no. Okay. So dermaplaning, what's nice about it for a person who wants to be truly natural, it falls into that category because it's not a chemical exfoliation. It's mm-hmm. a manual exfoliation. So what it is, it's a surgical blade that's been altered to be... Um, used for somebody by their hand versus a surgeon. It's not a scalpel Mm -hmm. where you're going to be cutting, although you could cut one with it if you weren't careful. Um, But what it does is it's going to remove the vellus hair, which is your baby peach fuzz hair. Yeah. And you're, you're, but it's primarily the goal is to remove the top layer of your dead skin cells. The hair comes with it just naturally, but it's cool. And you're not cutting it, shaving it like the way you would shave with a blade. It's not cutting the hair flat so the hair doesn't grow out spiky. It grows back the same way. Oh, it, it does. Yes. If, if that was if my number one question. The technician correctly. If you did it at home and went against the hair, yeah. you're cutting the hair incorrectly. The way the blade is going against the skin 
affects how well, that that's like actually why it's so popular right now is that you can do it at home well like they have you, these little kits now and like everyone that's what everyone's using okay that would be scary because it's a surgical blade <laughs> right. and you can make cuts um in your skin i mean it's a very sharp blade yeah and there's different qualities i mean if you buy it off ebay or what you're buying you're buying the chinese product that yeah. may not be stainless steel and it's just a different quality. Mm-hmm. The sharpness of the blade is incredibly different. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, again, the main goal is what it's doing. It's removing the top layer of their skin. So permeation can happen, product absorption. So at the end of the day, products only work as well as they can get into the skin. Mm-hmm. So this is not for a cream, obviously. This is for an active ingredient like a serum, mm-hmm. um, like a vitamin C serum or any other type of product that you actually need to penetrate the skin. Yes. So if you remove that top layer, there's no, there's no barrier uh, that's blocking the absorption. So it's enhancing the quality of your treatment. Yes. And then leaving your skin amazingly smooth. Like a man. A man shaves his face every day. So, or some yeah. men, they shave their face every day. So they tend to have a younger, lower part of their face. Mm-hmm. And that's partially why. It's because they're constantly exfoliating. What? Well, yeah. I mean, that's why men have like these soft, lower this faces. This is the first time I'm ever really? even thinking about this. Oh, yeah. No. And why, you know, I mean, you shave your leg. Well, some leg. Hopefully you shave your legs. Yeah, I maybe. do. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's laser. So if you do shave. Do you think your, I'm that weird that I would potentially not shave my legs? Well, I wouldn't put anything past <laughs> you. And you're, but I know you're Italian, so. And I'm like somewhat normal. <laughs> I appear to like the general public to be a normal person. Well, I don't think Evan wants to be, you know. Right. With a Yeti. Right. I shave my armpits and my you vagina. You shave your armpits? Yes. Oh my gosh. You need to discover laser. Okay. Do I? Life changing. That If you ask me to make a list of, of what I would tell my 16 year old self. Yes. If I had one for you. Yes. Invest in laser stop wasting all that energy on shaving have shaving your legs shaving your arms wait armpits wait your suggestion would be to laser everything anything that you waste once a day twice you know however often you shave shave every day i used to shave every day no more i don't even own a razor (laughs) no way doesn't even don't even need one okay all those hours i have saved i've put into other things I am like the number one sign up for something that saves you time or sign up for something that will take care of something that you hate doing. Definitely. Well, yeah, you put your, you can put your time to better use. Definitely. All those okay. I'm always yeah. for those things, but okay. You were always in doctor's offices. So if you had a hair sprout up after you've gotten all these mm-hmm. treatments, it was very easy for you to just like touch it up. Yeah. You do have to go back for touch-ups periodically because hair growth is triggered by hormones. So if you have any change in your hormones, i.e. pregnancy, yeah. um, medications, yeah. hormone Stress. replacement, anything, um, yeah. women who've gone through, I mean, unfortunately, if they've gone through chemotherapy mm-hmm. or anything that they, they'll have a hormone change. Mm-hmm. So you may every few years have to do one treatment which is nominal and just to keep up on it, like anything. I mean, you're not a table. You're not, you know, we can't just do you once and you're going to be like this table, <laughs> you know, you, you're constantly needing. So, you know, just, it's not, it's okay, not that so, big of a deal. So you did everything that you would ever have to shave? Almost everything. Okay. I mean, I did do my bikini line, yeah. but it's not, it's somewhat painful uh-huh. in areas where you have denser hair. Wait, you did your entire leg? My lower part. I don't, the, my, my right. lower, I didn't really have, have like, I never had really upper, I did my knees, but I didn't really have much hair on my upper, but I did, yeah, I did my forearms, oh, my underarms, my, God. my 
a couple spots on my face because I had a couple. Now that I'm getting older, uh-huh. I was starting to get a couple little hairs uh-huh. that if you don't get them while there's pigment in them, they turn white. You can never laser them. And then you're going to be that crazy lady with like hairs coming out of your face that you can't see. Oh, God. But you've got about 20, 20 years to go before <laughs> you have to worry about that. My knees, I think, have really light hair. So I don't oh. know that. Okay. I'd... Then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So you're saying like if it doesn't have pigment, you can't laser you cannot it. cannot laser it because ha- laser sees pigment. Holy shit. Yeah. I feel like I have so much to do. Well, yes. But that would be back to your, my list of things I would do before we talk about Botox. I would say laser. It's just get that stuff out of your life and, and free up all that time and enjoy yourself. Never have to worry when your man's rubbing right. his hand on your legs. That right. you're, are you prickly? Do I need to yeah. shave? Or I would see women at the working out and they have this ring under their arm yeah. from their, their hair shadow. Not all that's gone. And then the best part is it's killed the pigment that you yeah. can see the hair follicle that drives you crazy. That yeah. looks like you still like a f- shadow. Right. All that's gone. Wow. So, yeah. so how many treatments like for your armpits would mm-hmm. you have to do? Probably four sometimes. And what's five. the best laser? Um, it varies. I mean, that's going to, it based on your skin color and price. Certain. Oh, okay. It's like buying a car, you know, you can, a car gets you to point A to point B, yeah. but there's different qualities of car. Mm-hmm. Same thing with lasers. So as long as you're going to, um, I, in my opinion, a dermatologist, mm-hmm. you're, you're good to go. Well, one reason why I'm not totally opposed to this, which like I'm probably, I'm going to have an opinion on most things that are chemical or topical mm-hmm. or um, that really interfere with, with natural bodily processes like oil production and Mm -hmm. things like that but this it it does kind of feel like not really that big of a deal no I mean the day it's 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 physics is what it is I mean and you're just using light yeah so uh, if you look at the spectrum of light there's light you can visible light and then there's light you can't see um just like you were talking about the infrared sauna that's a, a form of light lasers are if you look at the acronym of what laser means um the laser it which it's light. Oh God! Now I can't remember. Um, oh Wait, my gosh! Now it's gonna, an acronym. Yes, laser is an acronym for light uh, amplify. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! All light my all my bosses right now would be kill, killing me right now. Symmetrical. No um, energetic radiation. No. Um, oh my gosh! We should like reach I just for came our up phone right new, now. I feel like I came up I with a new acronym. I cannot believe all these all these. All these years, I knew it back. It's like scuba. Why like would scuba it... is an acronym? What self-contained underwater breathing apparatus? See the why that popped in my head. I know that one. But You're really intelligent, light. Diane. You're like no, very intelligent. A... So, like anyone questioning that, I mean, obviously, like Diane is very intelligent. Oh, thank you. We'll look up the acronym. Yeah, laser. Um, which like I'm... light. Oh, I wish we could put this on pause and come back. No, we can. But, we can um, look it up. This is what I. What it is? It's, a ref- it's 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 just condensed and reflected. So this is blowing my mind, though. Light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Thank you. I was close. <laughs> I had light and radiation. <laughs> Interesting. Well, there you go. Yeah. So it's a natural process. Yes. In some ways. Mm-hmm. Well, but everything could be probably backtracked into being natural. Right. Well, everything like even a prescription, everything at one point came from a natural source. Right. That's what, how you know whether it's um, alchemists or who you know were the first pharmacists. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where it just the evolution of right. where medicine is today was based on something natural. Right. But so the further that you remove something from its natural state, 
potentially the more harmful. Maybe some things. Well, I, th- I think what it comes down to... Like the sun is better than a tanning bed. Yes. Okay. Well, tanning bed is never good, and it is one of the worst inventions. <laughs> and how there's not this mass lawsuit against... <laughs> there's nothing good about it unless mm-hmm. you... We always joke, you know, your skin will become leather. I yeah. mean, you are, it's a cancer-causing device. There's nothing more to it, no matter mm-hmm. what anybody spins it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, and so they're just going to continually tell you, oh, you need the rays. No. It the level that it actually, the, uh, the UVA versus UVB, one causes cancer, it, it mutates your DNA. Right. The other one, one increases, burns your skin. One increases production of cells and one stops production of cells, UVA, UVB. So it's a perfect combination in, in nature, and we disagree about this a lot. No, I actually do believe in sun. Limited yeah. amount of sun. Yes, there's actually, there's a backlash now with dermatologists. Yes. For years have been saying, they're now yes. changing their opinion. Of course. Because it's a people, natural thing. Because people don't know the difference between limited amount of sun and overexposure. Well, people that are also never outside. No, not anymore. But there's a difference of baking the sun three hours versus you sitting in the sun 30 minutes. Right. 30 like minutes, being totally in fine. like nature, cover, half the time covered by trees, half yes, the time yes. like in the water. Totally like that's fine. a natural kind of movement yes. of being in natural atmosphere. Whereas now it's like you're indoors 24-7 and then all of a sudden you take a vacation and go to the beach. And yeah, at that point... It's not, you're not prepared to be in five hours of sun exposure. No, no. And plus the, you know, the ozone layer and all those things factor in and and what time of sun it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely go in the sun. I don't avoid it. Mm -hmm. I just don't sit at noon in the sun for two hours (laughs) at high heat Mm -hmm. because I actually do know what it does to the DNA in your skin. Yeah. And um, what it does long term. Mm -hmm is not worth it. So yeah. yes, put a little sunscreen on for that. But yes, I do believe, I mean, in anything in moderation is fine. Yeah. But most people don't understand what moderation is. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have so many opinions about life and existence and humans that like, I have to be very careful about what I say because you're just going to like go off on a no. tangent. Like, like, let's just say you're, beautiful you love the cosmetic industry you have strong opinions about dermatological things you have you have strong opinions about everything which is awesome well but do you also find that sometimes it's hard for you to be open-minded because you have strong opinions and you're married to misha well my therapist (laughs) and i just had this conversation two weeks ago Uh and a girlfriend of mine um pointed out the same thing Uh uh-huh and I don't really know why that is. I don't really want to have opinions about everything. Uh-huh. It's just I, I've always felt like I, I knew a lot about, a, or let me, I knew a little bit about a lot of things. Yeah. And because I was curious. Mm-hmm. And I'm also had a, I've had almost twice as long on this earth than you have. <laughs> so I've had more time to, to um, be curious about more things. Yeah. And I've had the opportunity of knowing some really interesting people, but um, I don't know. I've just given a lot of thought to things. This is the argument of, from my perspective, which I don't know if my perspective is right or wrong or whatever. Having an opinion or something that you believe to be true might limit the transition or the, um, the option of new information coming in. Absolutely. Yeah, no. 
I mean, I do struggle with that. I, you know, I mean, we all have preconceived ideas about what we know. Mm-hmm. I, tr- I took a seminar course years ago that the main philosophy was that, you know, if you looked, it's very common philosophy, but it's, if you looked at the world in a pie graph, uh, a, a circular pie graph, and you cut that pie graph in half. So 50% of the pie graph was everything you knew you knew. Yeah. And then the pie graph above, 75% was you knew what you didn't know. Yes. And then there's that one, that sliver. Yeah. It's what you know, you don't know, you don't know. And that's where the magic happens. Yes. And I always found that to resonate with me because I felt that in the, in the seminar course I took, they said most people live in the, the realm of what they know they know. Right. It's comfortable. And, you and have then, an argument. You seem intelligent to other people. Mm-hmm. It's all about kind of the facade of like, I know this and that makes me who I am. And it also gives me an opinion. It gives me a voice and it just creates an image of, you know, like if I, if I didn't have anything to say, which at every moment I believe that my truth changes and I'm okay with stating my truth in the moment, but I'm also okay with saying that truth may change. But if I don't state the truth in the moment, then I don't have anything to say, you know? Yeah. Well, because it's all from a point of view. Right. An experience. You can postulate things, but it comes from no, no place of experience. And that's what life's about. Right. So for me, it's stepping outside my comfort zone. And I know there's a lot of things I don't know. And I'm, f- and I'm very curious about what I don't know. And mm-hmm. I always want to hear your argument even if we have different point of views, I still want to hear it because it influences me and may shape how I, yeah. how I now go forward. But it's getting to that spot of what I don't know, I don't know, yeah. and l- allowing that in. Yeah. And it's very difficult and yes. uncomfortable for people. Mm-hmm. And most people don't want to go there mm-hmm. because they don't like change. Don't you think it's almost similar to the experience of meditation? No, meditation is very different for me, I think. For me, being in a meditative state or spending time in meditation, it brings you to that point of discomfort of not knowing what's going to happen Mm. and also feeling that you are and not really understanding what is coming through. Hmm. So it is almost an empty space that then allows that what you don't know, you don't know Mm -hmm. to happen in some ways. To come in. Yeah. Yeah. See, I find that mine more is probably a little bit more being vulnerable because when I'm a little bit more vulnerable to things, either sit what, the power which, of saying What are you yes. talking about? Meditation or no, the other? No, about knowing what I don't no, know, no, I don't right. know. For me, Absolutely. It's, it's definitely comes from allowing things in. Yes. And being open. Yeah. So for meditation for me, it's really about just quieting my mind mm-hmm. and just just being in the moment whereas vulnerability takes me to another place because it's that's where I you're well I guess maybe are you often saying that it takes you kind of being in a social situation to be vulnerable or around other people so maybe that's why you're not seeing that maybe meditation could be a state of vulnerability I don't I don't know I have not really given that any thought I just think for me it's about walls Mm -hmm. and spending all your all my years putting up walls Mm -hmm. to bring anyone down is a place of unknown of what's going to happen when I do that Mm -hmm. to me that's 
I guess you could tie it into fear, but it's the unknown and, yeah. and not, and also factoring that I like to be in control mm-hmm. like most people do. Mm-hmm. And so allowing myself to go a place of unfamiliarity or mm-hmm. the unknown mm-hmm. is very dangerous because I can't control that. Yeah. And it, I, I went through this thing like two years ago. I wanted to say, I wanted to say yes to everything. Yeah. Like just for one day. Yeah. And I think Stasi was it something? Stasi did a year of yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, and I've wanted to do that myself mm-hmm. and I can't even get through like one hour. I mean, I, I fought, I mean, even coming here tonight with yes. you, I was saying no because I had, Misha wanted me uh-huh. to help him with something. Right. And instead of saying yes, mm-hmm. I said no because I was uncomfortable with what we might talk about. Right. The unknown. Right. So that's really what it is. And I always encourage my friends just to one day of yes. Just see where life will happen. It's sliding doors. Yes. And I think you're a person of all yes. So oh I think my it's God. No. For, oh, no. I mean... I would say it's easier for me, but I've gotten to this point. Yeah, I think that's like the it's easiest n- exercise to do to really change yourself quickly. A lot of people want to figure out how to change themselves. Like, yeah. I'm so tired of myself. I'm so tired of the way my life's going. Yeah. I think the easiest way to make a change in life is to give yourself an exercise of saying yes. Yes. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What I teach, like when I'm teaching through the basic witch super course or, or meditation or whatever is just bring people to the experience of experience, which requires a yes, but begins in a state of inquiry internally so that it's not just, okay, your friend asked you to go to see this band and you actually hate this band and you don't really, really want to go. Like if you really asked yourself, you really don't want to go, but instead allowing it to be more of a game with the magic of the world that comes into your energetic field that resonates with you. So like you have an idea, okay, I should really, um, start doing this business project. That is a yes. That's what I, that's where I want to bring people to saying yes. Mm. Or, um, I'm getting this, this call to call this person, but you know, like this is what I'm hearing clients say. I'm, I'm, I feel like I should call this person or I should call this family member, but you know, they did this to me. We haven't talked in four years. Like that's where I say, say yes. Like these things, these things are coming into your energetic field and into your intuition because they, they are going to the, the end result is going to be something that drives you forward. Well, it's manifestation. I mean, if something is is coming into your thoughts, mm-hmm. it's it's your it's your subconscious wanting to deal with it, and you keep yeah. pushing it away. You're denying yourself of actually moving forward. And yes. I, I think that that's you have to listen to your inner voice. It's that same thing about you know intuition or listening to that. Right. It's really important to do. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want to say, it's not about saying yes to, oh, let's go out and get drunk tomorrow yeah. night. You know, let's go do shots. No, it's about saying yes to things that are that that you might might scare you yes mm-hmm. and and like anything the word no is closed i mean the, when you hear the word no it's over yeah but yes is full of possibilities it's yeah. infinite right because it just can keep going yeah you really think it's like you know <laughs> if you really think about it and I, it does it does it does it? oh my god when, when you really think about the word yes yes exactly it's so true and it's a high vibrational word it <laughs> yeah it's a high vibe word, like these high vibe margaritas that we're drinking right now. We actually, disclaimer, brought our juice to 
the margarita maker down the street at the Mexican Fuego. restaurant. Shout Del, out. Del Fuego. And we were like, can you make a margarita with our juice? And he's like, uh, we had to talk to like, th- we were passed down like through different employees. And we like, had a hater. This is very uncomfortable. Um, just like replace our juice with like the juice that you're, they did a great job. It's really good. Well, it's really the fire starter. <laughs> I know. It is. I mean, I cannot advocate why, why somebody would not want to just come in just, if somebody doesn't want to try juicing, yeah. just come get Firestarter and yeah. add it to some, you know, whatever tequila of choice. What, I mean, you could add sparkling water to yes. the Firestarter. The Firestarter is orange juice, lemon juice, ginger juice, and cayenne pepper. Yeah. So it's, it's giving me my antioxidants. Yeah. We're healing. Yes. You know, these are healing margaritas. Yes. Yeah. And tonight. Okay. okay. So let's get back to the Botox. Okay. Well, do you want to say why we're, um, like, why we started thinking about Botox? Well, from the book reading tonight, mm-hmm. I felt like if, it, what I noticed was the audience. Well, the, you have to tell people, like, where we were. Okay, so we went we to were, Octavia Bookstore tonight. <laughs> in New Orleans. And Dana Berkowitz, who is a associate professor at LSU and originally from Miami, she has written other books before. She's a sociologist. I think this is her first book. Oh, I thought she'd written another book. I Googled her. Oh, she did? Maybe. I yeah. think she wrote, like, academic Okay. Well, I know she's written something things. else because I did read about her. And she, want, she was really fascinated by the industry of um, Botox. Yeah. And so she, tonight was her book release, and we attended it. Uh, she's a client of Sheena's, so she supported her. And I, of course, found the topic to be quite interesting. I wanted to <laughs> hear what her perspective was. So we went, and I noticed everybody in the room was probably under 35. No. I felt like everybody was no. so young. Well, I would okay. say under 40. Okay, under 40. So Except I think- for some of the doctors that were there. Yes. <laughs> some of the plastic surgeons. Yeah, they, they were there, which is I was actually quite um, happy One, to see. Two. Well, yeah, but I was happy to see them there because it you know, just shows that, I don't know, it's that they're interested yeah. in their industry. In the, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I felt they were all the people there were super interested in in Botox and I think it's for themselves I think maybe they're a little bit apprehensive about getting Botox because it has such a um, you know thing about oh it's you're shooting poison in your skin I mean that's just you know I remember when it first came out 15 years ago that's all you heard was it was just poison so it is it is a it is a neurotoxin it is a neurotoxin (laughs) and it's not for somebody who has an immune disorder right because anything that compromises your immune dis- mm-hmm. your immunity will um, make you more sick. Yeah. So if you happen to be dealing with something, then no, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. But if your immune system is healthy, like most people, mm-hmm. they can do it. So um, I, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let me just also say that, first of all, this book signing would not have probably happened in LA because... Or the interest in, in in this, like you were saying, most people showed up with um, personal apprehensions mm-hmm. to getting Botox. That would not happen, most likely, in L.A. That there would be people, like, asking the same sorts of questions. Like, I would say that it's it's so massively popular in California and in New York. And while it's becoming popular here, what is making it more popular everywhere else in the nation is the fact that the price is being reduced and it's becoming a more a more acceptable procedure. Oh yeah. I mean ten years ago you never talked about anything you did. You were there was shame to it and now most women are oh, more comfortable with it, which is not a bad thing. Um, I think because of obviously the media and pop culture and celebrities, um 
it's there's been conversations about it people who do too much to themselves mm-hmm. those who don't do anything so you're either damned if you do damned if you don't yeah so you're either someone who oh my gosh look how terrible she looks or oh my god what'd she do to her face yeah so where are you supposed to lay and i think in society but Diane, what about the people who do so much but they still look good well like I mean, it's like it's a little like drinking this makes the me okay oh. i'm showing diane right now a picture of chloe kardashian <laughs> who does not look like a human no she, she looks like she looks, a cat well she's actually down downgressing she's look, trying to look more like her younger sister i mean i know that's photography but i i knew she's on this weight loss thing i think she's diane she that is not her nose those are not her well, lips i think that's shadowing too of makeup and her that is that is lip injections as well but that's also this is lighting. face contouring with oh, injectables yes it's it's I th- yes she looks definitely more ethnic she's got a I, okay now looking at it now she's got a, a lot of grief she's supposed to be the the kardashian that doesn't look like the other kardashians mm-hmm. and she was always the heavy kardashian yeah so i think all those things get to somebody no matter how famous you are and i think in this pursuit of wanting to be beautiful and being famous your perspective is so altered mm-hmm. you no longer see yourself as who you re- who you really are yeah but this idea of who others see you as yeah and i think she wants to she's trying to morph herself because everybody else in her family's morphed herself yeah. themselves yeah and i think she's so on her journey how many people are on the the journey towards this chloe kardashian well that's a look Let's be real. Like once you start, once it's possible to just go into a doctor's office and have a new face with someone injecting you. But it doesn't last and it's expensive. So this is goes back to the topic of Dana's, uh, the author of Botox Nation, was this is very expensive procedure to do. So if you were truly to do Botox, you're probably looking at spending about $1,200 minimum a year to do Botox. So you have to do it about every three to four months. So you multiply that by about $400 every Mm -hmm. time. So that's, a lot of people can't afford this. She's a celebrity, she's rich, so Mm -hmm. she can afford to do (laughs) thousands of dollars to herself on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And you start to lose perspective when you have nothing to do but be, to be vapid. Right. I mean, you're gonna find flaws with yourself constantly manipulating yourself because you're not doing any inner work. Right. No one cares about who she is inside. Right. They just want to look at her on the outside. So it's just, it's just what happens. I'm so glad that you're saying this. It's just making me feel better about the world. Well, (laughs) just a little better. I mean, I think it's, it's February 2nd, 2017. So there's only so much good in this present moment. I'm just actually, that's an exaggeration. There's so much good, but, but yeah, you should not compare this week. Personally, I've just been feeling like, uh, well, oh, since January 11th has been depressing just so for us, much so. heaviness and like confusion and what is happening. Toward, Literally, the there's world chaos. is moving to conflict. Yeah, right. Conflict, right? And so, well, even just on a personal level, level, because honestly, like I do not know what's true regarding politics. I do not know what's true regarding a lot of things. Really, I don't. I cannot say that I know for sure from anyone besides my own two eyes, which I'd probably question things that I could see right now too. I'm questioning everything. So my world feels very chaotic. So seeing something like this coming from a place of chaos, seeing something like Khloe Kardashian's face, which looks like a cross between a cat and a puppy (laughs) and, and saying like, well, symmetrically, she looks beautiful. And well, you know, all of you amazing women listening to this podcast are thinking like that's what you're competing with. 
in, in a world of dating. And that is very disheartening. And so for you to say something like, you know, there's a huge inner disconnect for someone who's just spending time working on something like this. Like, thank God that was brought into my energetic field just right just now, because otherwise what do you, I mean, like it's depressing. No, I mean, if, if, if I was her, I mean, yeah, she's, maybe she's enjoys her life. I doubt it being under a microscope, but you, there are people who work on their inside as well. So, I mean, I'd be okay if she decided to put herself in through UCLA. I'm sure she doesn't even have a college degree. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but if we Google her, but I doubt it. But if, at least work on your mind, like if you, and find something that has more value. And what the problem is she's telling 15 year olds to focus on this. There's no mm-hmm. value to this. Without look, saying it. There's no depth. Di- beauty is a dime a dozen. And, you know, one of the things my friend who in California who um, said this thing to me once and it always resonated with me was the thing about being, um, if you're perfect, you have nowhere to go but down. And what's unique about somebody is their flaws. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes them more beautiful. Yeah. So the more you know somebody, the flaws are what you find attractive. Yes. Not the perfection. Yes. So when you have somebody who's seeking this, 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 I don't know where they're getting this idea of beauty from, mm-hmm. but it has no spirit or no depth to it. Right. It's empty. And I don't, and I just find, we find it more fascinating, but that's why Courtney, if you want to talk about Kardashians, Courtney's the most beautiful because she's done nothing to herself and she's unique. Let's not go that far. Courtney? She has definitely done well, something. Well, okay, she looks like a natural version of Courtney. Yeah. Okay, so the Courtney I remember <laughs> maybe 10 years ago still looks like the Courtney today. Right. But none of them look at all like they used to. Right. And mm-hmm. because they have nothing going on inside. Mm-hmm. Courtney's got a family, mm-hmm. if we're talking about the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. But... You know, so there's something that brings her to a place of introspection in right. some way, in and, your in your opinion. And that's why I believe people like Angelina Jolie. She's an example of someone who beauty was too much. She didn't want to be all about beauty, so she decided to seek outward mm-hmm. and doing doing things for mm-hmm. um, United Nations. And she knew she had to get out of her own head. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes her more interesting of a person instead of being just focused on her looks mm-hmm. like the Kardashians who offer us nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, they really offer nothing. And they're a reflection of how um, the world's evolving. Yeah. So, I mean, I find them completely uninteresting. So, <laughs> I mean, people follow them. I mean, I have more people say, oh, they did this beauty treatment or they did this or that. I think people are fascinated by them, yeah. but there's a lot of young girls that want to emulate mm-hmm. yeah. them and okay. it's frightening. Well, this is the thing, right? We as humans seek information. We seek truth. We seek direction. And so if someone is telling you via Instagram, this is the way to happiness. This is the way to finding a man. This is the way to you know, success. That's what people, people are looking at that. And then they're asking themselves, okay, what are the steps to take to get to that point? And if you're looking at a picture, you're solely looking at the physical. Mm -hmm. So what is Khloe Kardashian doing? And that registers in someone's mind as, okay, what she's doing physically is, is contributing to her success, her Mm -hmm. happiness, her, all these things. Right. So it becomes a very confusing message. And then, and then people will start on that journey towards this physical, you know, goal. And then they lose, you know, the purpose, 
They're like, wait a second. Okay, my goal is to just look aesthetically perfect. And so you get to the point of, you know, working on aesthetics, 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 and forget, oh, that was to achieve happiness. Has that happened through this, the course of this? No. Most likely not. No, you're probably more unhappy. Right. Because it's a pursuit that's in vain. Um, but I think, I think just what happens that I've always concluded that because of the rise of instant celebrities that the average person thinks that they want to live a life like a celebrity mm-hmm. because it looks glamorous. So if they can replicate it in any format, mm-hmm. whether it's by the lip gloss they use yeah. or I can get lips, my lips done to look like Khloe Kardashian, mm-hmm. then I'm one step closer to living that life mm-hmm. and they're in denial and, and her life is not what it really looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably have a little bit of insight if you dealt with some anybody famous. Um, I from California. I knew people that were famous. It's not really what it looks like. Um, so, and I think it's for younger people. I think younger people. They, there was an article that came out recently that the number one career people wanted was to be a pro athlete. <laughs> Nobody wanted to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to be anything. They wanted to be a pro athlete because mm-hmm. they wanted the fame and the yeah. success. Yeah, and the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just kind of tells you what's going on with young people yeah. is that we've now ranked fame yeah. as being like the best thing to have. Mm-hmm. And it's a and bubble. Then, and then, you know, like most things, once, once the level gets to the point of atrocity, you know, severe depression or um, just that, that severe feeling of disconnect, to the, this human experience, then you have people who just like totally fall off the grid and live a completely disconnected life and who do in many cases become happy and successful in, in more of a demure mm-hmm. way. So what is that, you know, for most people, how do we like, I think the game is how do, how do we stay connected enough? Which if you're, if your terminology of the word connection is you know social media then you are missing a very introspective part of living which is that we are all connected and you feel you can feel that in an energetic experience of being present in nature or through meditation but if you don't have that experience then you know maybe your your idea of connection is social media but but back to the the premise of just what is that medium or like that happy balance that will make you happy, but also a part of re- right. reality, I guess you can say. Well, I think there's been such a movement. You feel like people, your phone is your, you know, your the most valuable thing you possibly own. I mm-hmm. mean, you don't move, people don't leave their house with their phone. There's this thing that now you're, you are so dialed in, you're into what's going on in the world, you're actually more disconnected. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a backlash to all that mm-hmm. where you have, again, more people depressed um, because it's a false sense of connection. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe in you have to spend more time with people interacting. I mean, I know so many people now who you never can't even get them on the phone. You Unless you text them or <laughs> I know Facebook you always say them. that. I'm like, what are you saying? Like, you were like, why didn't you answer your phone? Like, do you not want to talk on the phone? I'm like, what are you talking about? You're like, but that's a thing for you that you're just like, why don't people, why aren't people talking on the phone? They have phobia now. They, it's easier to say, hey, I can call you. You won't answer. And a minute later, you'll text me. <laughs> yeah. hey, what's up? 
I'm like, okay, you, why can't you? I think people have a fear they don't want to get engaged. I think they become awkward. Uh-huh. They've lost a social skill uh-huh. to interact. They have, I, I truly believe there's a phobia people mm-hmm. have about actually speaking now. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be worse with young kids. I mean, they can't get their heads out of their phone from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we're young. I mean, you were never on the phone. Yeah, the no. phone was just something you did, you know, you had to return a call, but you were outside playing or meeting up with friends. Right. So I really do. I mean, we have kind of a rule in our house that it's family time. We put down the phone. <gasps> That's yeah. so good. Yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't really work that well all the time for Misha because his work never ends. But we do have a thing where the phone has to be put away mm-hmm. because um, otherwise yes. you're you're disconnected. There's an energy to it when you're you're preoccupied with this, this device. Yes. Yeah. You're not present. Yeah. And um, so anyhow, I do. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. We do the same thing. And it's because I don't want to have a conversation. Well, mostly he doesn't want to have a conversation with someone who's looking at a halfway phone. in an email. Yeah. It used to be harder. I, you know, I worked all day and spoke all day. So the last thing I want to do was have a conversation. Yeah. And because you just gave away <laughs> your energy all right. day long. Yeah. And so now that I'm not working uh, at the moment, mm-hmm. I don't have that same exhaustion that I know that people do experience. Like you work with people all day. So you're busy giving away all your energy Mm -hmm. that you actually probably, you're a little introverted. You need time to restore. Yes. And you can't restore if you're glued to your phone, updating your status or whatever you're doing. Right. But it's a lot of information. Have we we solved the problems of the world? Yeah. Mm. Any, I I hope and and pray that with every podcast there's something that someone latches onto that is helpful for them. A little nugget. Yeah. But but Anything. are you are you still thinking about getting Botox? Not interested? Oh, I'm not I'm not interested right now. You honestly. Don't need it. Yeah. I don't think that I need it right now. Um and I'm not saying that I will ever need it because I would just be aging and aging is not something that is wrong. No, but I'm saying, but my true authentic statement is that I know that it's going to become increasingly more difficult for me to resist when there's an easy fix, but I'm on a mission to do what I can to just look really good naturally for as long of a period of time as possible. Well, yeah, I think for women, it's especially hard because there's such a focus on being young mm-hmm. that women. But do we all want to jump on the bandwagon so that we can, you know what I mean? In some ways, like, can't we just all age? <laughs> well, can we all make an agreement that we're not going to do Botox for one another. Right. That there was a, a ban. <laughs> Maybe that'll be on uh, a new a, a new policy coming in 2017 with this administration. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, but I... I, I don't know. I'd have to say that it's it's tough for women getting older. That's a whole other thing because the older you get, the more invisible you feel mm-hmm. because society is based on beauty. Okay. If you if you hierarchy uh, everything, power, uh, intelligence, beauty, and you surveyed people, beauty always comes up number one. And I've, these have been studied and you know different things I've had to go through. Mm-hmm. That beauty is always number one. Mm-hmm. So as you and it's perceived, everybody even it's a perceived. child will know what something beautiful uh-huh. is. So as you age, you're trying to control, you're trying to control something and you don't want to become, you don't want to become invisible. Mm -hmm. And I think women start doing this because a, they want the man to find them more attractive. Mm -hmm. They want to look in the mirror and remember somebody they used to know Mm -hmm. themselves. And as you age, you start to lose 
parts of yourself because you're evolving into another person that's new. Mm-hmm. And you want to try to stay competitive with other women because there's always a sense there's always somebody can come along and replace you. Yes. And then you factor in media and mm-hmm. pop culture. Right. But you, I mean, I, I know how hard it is. I look in the mirror and I'm, I'm not the person I was 10 years ago. I have photographs and yeah. I, and it's hard to come to terms with that, mm-hmm. that you are slowly evolving to somebody that's, you don't know where it's going. Yeah. And I think what we said earlier is so increasingly important as the time goes on, because there there will be a point where you can't stop what's no. happening. And so if you, if you begin now, if now is the time where we begin facilitating that love of self and that care of self and that appreciation of self and that appreciation to real connection and love, then at that point it doesn't become a disaster. It's just, it's maybe a compliment. It's maybe. Absolutely. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think people, there are people who lose perspective and it just should be a tool in your toolbox of ways to make you feel better. When I would work with patients all day long, there was always a couple patients that came through that came in for, let's just argumentatively say Botox. They would come in and as you spoke to them, because they were in the waiting room for a long time, you found that. It really wasn't about the wrinkle. It was about everything else in their life. They mm-hmm. felt they were either disconnected from their husband, exhausted, um, emotional, hormonal changes. And this was just the one thing they could focus on. Right. And you realize at the end of the day, they were just lonely. Yeah. And they weren't really treating the real issue. And it was hard. And it was hard to watch women over and over again, women going through that. And then there's others who just have perspective of like, look, I'm, it's just like buying a new pair of shoes. I'm just investing in this exterior shell mm-hmm. because I know in this world, this is part of my, um, my, uh, sort of message. Know, yeah. And you, or how are you going to say that you just want to, you want to look pulled together, modern, clean, whatever. And mm-hmm. you don't want to look like a wrinkly old person. <laughs> I mean, because it, it's not a reflection of being successful okay. mm-hmm. or um, or powerful. Mm-hmm. You want you want to project an right. image of of as she said, being elite. So I think you are doing all these things to stay competitive. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's a little healthier than doing it because at the end of the day, you're really sad. Yeah, and um, then you start altering yourself because yeah. then it's not going to be the Botox. It's going to be plastic surgery it's going to be I mean it's going to be a slippery slope everything right and that's more psychological Mm -hmm. and I like the way that you kind of explain that and I think also in in conjunction with it being just kind of natural and minimal and things like that we are at that point if we're choosing for it to be kind of a natural and minimal choice then most likely we are participating in something of more meaning because we're not going overboard. It's not an addictive thing for us. And then hopefully, you know, by the time my generation is in our 70s and 80s, we have that facilitated a foundation and a groundwork of connection and love and maybe we'll redefine some of those images of success and happiness and things like that. I, I mean, I think everything usually comes full circle. There'll always be a backlash to anything. So we're in the age of cosmetic beauty. It could progress into more. 
what I'm seeing is more technology coming that's um, biological Mm -hmm. versus chemical. So there's going to be changes where they're going to actually come up with something that will be more natural that'll do the same thing Mm -hmm. because it's profitable. So you'll probably see an evolution of things being less invasive, Mm -hmm. less chemically based Mm -hmm. because there's so many people who don't want that and then there won't be a need for it. So I think you might find it natural. But but it's still altering. Physically altering. It's still physics well, saying that physically you have to change something. Why can't you change yourself? You can. I mean, you're, this is just a shell. I mean, right. you change, you cut your hair, you highlight, you, we put nail polish on. I mean, so true. We, I mean, so I can't say that there's nothing wrong. I think it's a, it's a perception. It's just when, especially when you change your face, mm-hmm. it's weird because that's really your identity. Yeah. So I um, think that. Just with every like new thing though, like my initial reaction is like, holy shit, where are we going? Like, you know, people are building their kids. People are building their babies. Like that is ridiculous. And I'm not saying that from a place of, you know, like, I hope that I can do that for my kid. Like, I don't want to have to do that for my kid. No, I I want, I want to have like a natural experience of birthing and like creation well, there's natural selections there for a reason. We don't really have to do anything. And if you tinker with too many things, bad things happen. It's like, so why not just, you know, Mother Nature design things to work? And Mother Nature is the best system out there. Mm-hmm. We don't need to really do anything to it. But I think mm-hmm. most people, again, trying to control. Mm-hmm. And um, We are, we're nuts. We're literally insane. Well, it's, you know, it's human. We're humans. a little, cr- like, we're just like, God, this week, you guys. I just was just telling you, like, I stared at a wall yesterday for like two hours because I was like, there's too many thoughts in my head. Everything feels chaotic and which which results in everything feeling overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you become immobile. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to like process and decompress by oh. staring at a wall. I've never seen. I mean, you know, pol- politics, too. I think we we again, back to the digital stuff it feeds fear and, mm-hmm. and it's, it is a um, myopic view, these things. So you kind of get in a bubble with people that have the same point of view. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you just can get, you can go off on that, um, on a tailspin going off in a direction and get consumed with it and feel chaos. I mean, if mm-hmm. I've, I even thought about disconnecting from all, all media outlets, like, well, meaning digital, like turn off the TV, yeah. stop looking at my newsfeed feed. Mm-hmm. Because the world's still going to be there whether I know about it or not. Yeah. And so I need to stop worrying about it because every day I'm consumed with what's <laughs> right. happening everywhere. Yeah. And it's creating what it's creating anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. And just like, okay, just, maybe <laughs> just need to tune it out. But at the same time, I want to be an informed person. I don't want to be ignorant. Yeah. Because that you can never be ignorant part. though. Well. You can't. Because you don't know like the last five minutes of the world. Well, like, if I continued on like that, I mean, <laughs> something significant could happen. I wouldn't know about it. Yeah. And then you're. But you know what? I'd probably want to talk to you more than someone who knew. Well, if, see, you, I, if you if you spent five weeks or 10 weeks like not connecting to media, I'd be way more interested in hearing what you've been up to than someone who's been like glued to a phone. Mm. Well, I do have friends that don't follow any news mm-hmm. and it's frightening because they don't know <laughs> anything going on in the world. And I can't imagine what world they live in when they don't know. Probably a happy one. No, they're not, but they're just not <laughs> informed. And I just think mm-hmm. not to be passionate about what's happening, mm-hmm. not political about the world, not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. And I, kn- I have a lot of information in my head. 
Well, you knew that Chloe Chloe Kardashian yeah. had a. New I wish lips. that wasn't in my head. I wish I could like delete that, but unfortunately, I can't. But what I'm saying is that I receive a lot of information from people, from media, from mm. many different media sources, from family members on left, right sides, like politically, all over the place. I have a lot of information, and I do not know what's true. Well, and. And I'm okay with that because honestly, I'd rather be open-minded to the fact that anything is true than like you were saying, having a very myopic view of, well, only, you know, what is happening in my circle of friends and my group of, you know, people is relevant. Like, no, that for me doesn't work. We can go back to watching kitten videos. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't love a kitten video? If you turn a kitten video, it's like 10 billion views. I mean, that tells you what people are. That's why you have to go see La La Land. Or you saw, saw La La Land. It. But that's why people, you know, it is escape. People want. I didn't think it was that good. Hmm. So did, did you, you love t- it? I loved it. Saw it twice. But I also love, I love old films like that. And I. I like old films. And I love song, you know, any song and dance. I usually like musicals. I think. Stassi. It was a little bit depressing. Did you talk to her about it after? I haven't talked. She I didn't saw it four times in yeah. like the week she was here or whatever she said. And she said it was life changing. So how could that, that could break up your friendship. No, we couldn't. it's like that could be the straw. I know exactly why Stassi loves it. Mm, okay. So, and it's not, it, it's because she has such an appreciation for, um, nostalgia and um memories okay and things like that and so that movie really speaks to that part of the human experience Mm. for me you know me we were just talking about it like i want to get rid of everything so so it was kind of a depressing viewpoint for me oh really yeah my two friends i saw it with at the end they did not like the ending Mm -hmm. and i said that's the whole point that was my favorite part. that's how classic (laughs) films end it's casablanca you don't you know I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but that's how you can't, life doesn't work out always the way you want it to. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it real. Well, I love the fact that there were two options and you don't mm-hmm. know which Sliding one. Sliding doors. True. Yeah. Parallel universes. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? I know. You, which world do you want? Ryan Gosling or whatever that other actor was? Ryan was, Gosling. Well, yeah. Psh. The other guy was a big actor like 10 years before then. Now he's, nobody uh, knows who he even is. What was, what was he in? The know, only movie I know. He's, the only movie I know him from. What is it? It was one he did with Tom Hanks about like... No. Uh, oh. That Thing You Do. Yeah, that's the movie. That's the thing. Isn't, <laughs> oh, I it's Tom, Tom Hanks? I thought Tom Hanks is in that. The Thing You Do. That's what I knew him from too. Oh my God. I used to watch that movie like a crazy person. Really? VH1. Shout yeah. out to being 28. Yeah. No, I... But that was a good movie. Yeah. He's got like a three name name or three word name. Yeah. You know, he like, actually turned out to be a pretty attractive older male. Oh, really? Oh, well, more so probably, than what he was in That Thing You Do. Oh. <laughs> What's your idea of attractive, Diane? Uh, Michael uh, Fassbender. Who, Fassbender. Who Michael is Fassbender. that? Oh my God! How do you I'm not know him? him right now. Michael Fassbender. He. Oh God. He's a ginger, which I do kind of like ginger actors. What? Uh, Michael Fassbender. He he's been in so many movies. Now I'm I can Googling say he him. he was. Um, Fast. Bender. I, mean, I can name like his whole movies that he's been in, but they're always so obscure. He was in a movie Shame, where he played a sex addict. Twelve he, Years as a Slave. Um, he was cool. He doesn't have an Instagram. No, because he's too cool to have an Instagram. Okay, he I believe need, you. He doesn't need followers. 
That's him? Oh, he was, yeah. Yeah. He's young. He's like 36. Or he's, yeah. yeah, he's cute. Yeah. Yeah, so I like him. He's super intense. Is that him too? Yeah, he's very, he's such an internal Ooh, actor. Oh, he can be like a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's amazing. Cool. Um, I don't know how this conversation went from Botox to... He definitely needs Botox, though, I have to say. <gasps> what he's, do you mean? He's, he's showing his age all of a sudden. Look. Yes, but that's a Photoshop photo. He, I watched him in an interview, and he's got a lot of uh, wrinkles on his forehead. Maybe he's going Misha, through a, a hard roll. Misha gets Botox occasionally. My husband, yeah. who is all natural, clean, pure, <laughs> doesn't do alcohol, gluten, chocolate, sugar. Oh, my God. Like, you name it, he doesn't do it, but Poor he'll thing. do Botox because <laughs> once he got it done the first time, yeah. he drank the Kool-Aid. He's like, this. I look 10 years younger. Really? Yeah, if you do just a little yeah. and you go to the Makes right person, yeah. it just softens you and you still have mobility. So Jeez. it's about, the problem is people only focus on those who do it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Like you say, Nicole Kidman, people gave her a lot of grief because she was too immobile. Mm-hmm. It's about placing it correctly. So if you go to a... And the right amounts and stuff Yeah, like that. you don't need to make your face stiff. Mm-hmm. You just want to relax the dynamic muscles that are causing your face to really um, prematurely age. So... <laughs> okay, do you get a commission for anyone who gets Botox after this? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, no. no, but you are a really good source for if people have questions and things like that. Do you want to give your connect in like a way to connect with sure. you? I mean, if I people have any yeah. questions, do you want my email? Is that how I'm supposed to do it? Or how am I supposed to <laughs> call me? Whatever you want. You can um, do your Instagram or email address. Oh yeah, my <laughs> No, do not give out your photo. phone number. Dear God. <laughs> oh God. I'll just text him back. <laughs> <laughs> you would probably enjoy I'll be that. Like, um, I'll, can I, uh, you know, I'll have to call you later. <laughs> Whatever that auto text is that you send. Um, can't talk now. That's yeah. it. Contact now. Um, <laughs> no, my email um, is Diane, D-I-A-N-E dot H3 aesthetics, A-E-S-T-H E-T-I-C-S at gmail.com. So, yeah, yeah and people, absolutely. If you, if you guys have any questions, Diane's amazing and she um, she can probably point you in the right direction or um, at least like if you are looking for something hugely cosmetic or whatever, yeah. you could you could give really good suggestions about ways to fix it. You're just, you're the go-to yeah, person you can do it for, natural. I mean, for you, that here. Yeah, you can, yeah, there's natural solutions and then there's obviously... You're a professional beauty consultant. Oh, well, thank you. That sounds like I'm selling Mary Kay, but thank you. Ew, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. What's a better What's a better term to describe you're you're a professional I mean but I say beauty because it's yeah it's more I know than not like a good word aesthetic most people say it's a aesthetic and you know it's an aesthetic okay but it's it's kind of a weird because um, people don't know what that means usually so right. they say cosmetic but um, it's like but the yeah. other day I was looking for someone I was like what is it called if someone is really good at taking pictures and organizing and creating content and and actually posting social media like there isn't a term for that because There's it's not? so new. Not really, because it's it's really encompassing like many different skills. Mm. So, a social media manager like isn't yeah. ne- necessarily someone who would create content potentially or like do photographs. And much is like what how we're trying to describe you. You have many different talents and so much experience in this industry that you're just a. Um, you're just a really, you're, you're more than a consultant. You're kind of like a, an expert. Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
So yeah, you guys, if you have any beauty questions, you can contact Diane. Um, but she's also on Instagram and she's like the cutest thing ever. So just go, at least go look at her. Trisha T R I C I A. And you have a period in between. I do. I think so. D I I thought it was just Diane Trisha. Oh no, you don't. You're right. Um, I don't post as much as I used to. D I A N E. Trying to digital detox. I C I A. Um, but yeah, you guys might have a response or questions and also Diane's, you're very active on the Facebook group. So if you guys wanted to join the Facebook group, they could always have an opinion apparently. Yeah. Well, they could ask questions there if you have questions about the podcast, but, um, Thank you so much Thanks for joining for having me. I feel very special. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully we, you we'll, are special. We solved some problems. Yeah. We figured out the world. <laughs> um, peace and good night. Chloe Kardashian. Shout out to Steve and um, go see La La Land. Uh, my Instagram is Sheena Menina. My email address is Sheena at com. If you guys need anything, have a great night and an amazing rest of your week. See y'all next week. Bye.